Gentlemen, fellow slaves of the Global Plantation, the Vinnie Eastwood Show is bad news. It's like the news, but worse. It's the lighter side of genocide. Just because we're being exterminated doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point of being killed? The Vinnie Eastwood Show. We're the only thing worse than living in a high-tech global police state run by child-trafficking Satanists. It's for these jokes. And my very special guest today, a uh, man I've known for a while, is uh, Tim Baker. And we're going to be talking about the cyclone that hit New Zealand earlier this year. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, there's a huge recession in the economy today. And the government didn't blame the shutting down of the entire country. <clears throat> for two years on that uh, collapse of the economy. No, 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 they blamed the cyclone, and uh, they may well have a point. And so uh, Tim Baker's coming on today uh, to let us know a little bit more about that. Before we uh, cut to Tim, we have uh, just a few little bits of housekeeping to go here. Uh, 31st of July, outside uh, Waterloo Quadrant, the High Court in Auckland, uh, myself and Billy TK will be going to our appeal. So if you want to make it down there on the 31st, please do. And you can look that up on Facebook events as well. If you want to know more about why we got arrested the day democracy died banner on uh, the homepage of vinnieeastwood.com is where you can go and watch a little documentary about that. As well as uh, Billy TK is making a little documentary called River of Lies, the New Zealand scam, demicriveroflies.co.nz. We're also doing a little petition uh, for this as well. So you can go to change.org and look up Billy TK and Vinnie Eastwood, and there'll be a little petition there, Justice for Billy TK and Vinnie Eastwood, so get us free. I'd like to thank our uh, sponsors, reopen.nz, uh, a director of anti-mandate, pro-choice, all-inclusive businesses in New Zealand. would encourage you to go to reopen.nz and add your freedom business there today. And uh, indeed, uh, those of you who've been listening to the show for a while know I've been uh, struggling with a little bit of uh, health problems and Holden Healthcare has been uh, treating me and helping me uh, to get back on my feet. And I'd really like to thank them and go to holdenhealthcare.com if you're one of those hard to treat cases and you've been through the medical ringer, the medical disclaimer as at holdenhealthcare.com. Of course, this is a listener-supported show, so as a donor, uh, when you uh, donate, uh, just contact me and we can uh, request a guest, have a private call with me, and get my help with your media project or idea, and you get the access to the Secret Donors Club on Facebook. All the music on this show is provided by uh, Vinny and the Vendettas. You can uh, check it out at uh, the forward slash Vinny and the Vendettas.html. And I uh, would love you to support us on Patreon there as well, if you could, please, ladies and gentlemen. So that about does it. My very special guest, uh, Tim Baker, uh, joins us now. Are you in Tauranga there, Tim? I am. Hi, Vinny. Thanks for welcoming, uh, welcoming me on the show. You're welcome, brother. All right. Well, well, let's get into it then. What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, the cyclone and the, and the damage. And, and you went down there to... Uh, Gisborne, Napier, uh, during some of the uh, worst hit of it. Can you describe what you saw down there? Yeah, so um, I'm a Napier boy. Um, 
I uh, was born in 88 down there. I went to school. Um, I've got lots of friends down there. All of my family's down there. Um, on the, uh, was it the 15th of February, um, these reports started coming out of uh, Hawke's Bay saying, you know, there's been some flooding. Um, and um, But because the flooding knocked out all of the um, power lines and things like that, we didn't get a lot of the photos until about two or three days later. So... Um, when those photos started trickling out uh, through social media, um, yeah, they, it was just horrific. And um, and so I was up in Tauranga, um, and then uh, you know, in and around the same time that the photos started coming out, there were um, uh, you know my family was finally able to contact me again, and so I started learning that my sister had lost her home, um, my other sister had lost her home, uh, my cousin Bill had lost his uh, home as well. Um, and, uh, and my cousin Margie had, had also, um, I don't think it's going to be demolished. I think we managed to save that house, but, uh, she's also lost her home as well. So it was just like, you know, in that moment I was like, well, like, I'm not going to stay here. <laughs> um, you know, so I, um, I figured a way to get down, uh, the Napier Tupper road was out, so that wasn't an option driving. Um, so, so I just jumped on the first plane and headed down there. Um, uh, when when friends of mine learnt that I was um, heading down, uh, you know that there was all of they were giving all of these donations and things like that, like solar power packs and stuff like that. And one person said, "Hey, could you do some updates for us all uh, when you're down there?" So uh, that's why I ended up sort of doing a series of seven videos, I think it was, just to update my friends and family. I didn't realise that I'd be talking to the whole damn world. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I came about uh chatting about that yeah and when we're talking about this damage down here you're talking about a bunch of people that you know personally that have lost your home so that's uh kind of something that must have affected almost everybody uh, down there that way i mean uh how many houses are even left out of how many there were in the first place you know mm. yeah well Estale lost a hell of a lot of people um uh, sorry a lot of people's homes um and uh, I, I did a trip to a place called, um, on my second trip down there, uh, I did a trip to a place called Risington. And Risington is like way out the back. Like, um, Estale is about a five minute drive from the airport. Um, but uh, Risington is kind of, you got to kind of go down a road and over a hill and another hill. And um, when you get to Risington, that's just like, there's no town left. Like, there's roofs sticking out of silk like that. And just the whole whole house is just completely full of silt. And so, yeah, and then further down the road from that is Pukitapu, which um, my, my, my family, uh, you know, two, two of my um, family live, and they both lost their homes as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, reports said that there were 50% of agriculture, um, you know, because it's a big, it's the fruit bowl of New Zealand uh, down there. And, um, yeah, 50% of... Uh, um, orchards uh vineyards uh were lost so yeah that's a that's a big blow damage wise well and also food wise uh for this country we've had an increase of food prices by 20 percent this year so far Crabs. yeah i noticed that when they put the price of petrol up um you know when they when they put that tax back on i went into the supermarket and it's as if they all had already sort of preempted uh putting all of the price of every single item in the supermarket up by at least a dollar. It's like an overnight change. So, 
Yeah, um, and that makes sense as well because if you put the price of petrol up, you're talking about every single food truck that uh, delivers any kind of food um, would be uh, sort of, you know, needing to up their prices and charges and that would go on to the growers and, and so on and so forth because, of course, I think for every calorie of food that's grown, about 50 calories of uh, uh, petrol or oil is uh, put into uh, the process. So uh, from farm to table, you know, that's uh, kind of how much you're looking at here because of the uh, uh, prevalence of these kind of phosphate fertilizers and things of that nature that are being used in many of the growing processes. So we're talking about simultaneous crises that are coming off the back of another uh, big crisis. And the cyclone affected Auckland quite significantly. We had uh, people along rivers and West Auckland and things of that nature getting that stuff uh, washed out. Uh, now, we're having uh, some uh, difficulty with the live streaming here, so we're going to just uh, turn the radio stream off. Sorry about that, guys. Um, and so when we're talking about the... Uh, crisis that really happened down there in uh, the Hastings area, uh, how many people uh, were reportedly killed versus how many people were reportedly killed by people on the ground there, you know, kind of thing? Is there a massive discrepancy? Yeah. So straight away, you know, like before I even came down, I called my nephew um, and uh, he told me about... Uh, uh, a whole group of uh, of RSE workers that were just missing, couldn't find them, didn't know where they were or anything like that. But, you know, and there were just over and over and over again, there was just more and more people just saying, um, you know, um, uh, all these different accounts where um, it was a whole, like the, the, the official uh, amount that we ended up with, because this was early on before they released, um, you know, the official... Uh, uh, figures. So it was really, you know, early doors. There were still a lot of people missing and things like that, or people that were uncontactable. Um, so yeah, there was him. Uh, then, uh, as soon as I get there, uh, the first thing I do is I go and visit my um, uh, one of my family members uh, who lost lost her home. Um, she was home alone with the two kids uh, at the time, and uh, all of these floodwaters came rushing. In from out of nowhere just early in the morning um, and we later actually found out that um, the reason why that was uh, was because um, the river uh, Guppy Road River which runs along um, oh what is it um, uh, Park by um, the council decided to bust the or blow the stop bank there uh, to save parts of Tar Taradale and Onikawa so Pakapai is not as built up an area as Taradale and Pakapai. So the council actually made the decision at something like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and they um, uh, they disclosed this at one of the meetings that they had to an audience of utterly, you know, uh, irate people in Pakapai saying, well, if you plan to bring a digger down to, you know, pull the stop bank away to let all this wa water rush in, if you put a big digger on a truck or whatever drove it uh down to the to the uh, riverbank's edge um at, at five miles an hour or whatever if you had the time to do that why didn't you send a police car or something through parkify to let us know that you were going to do this do you know what i mean like it and so 
it's just yeah there's it's crazy um but uh yeah so i'm at that house anyway walking up the driveway uh and i meet um uh the husband and uh the husband i can't you know they've already lost their homes and stuff so i can't really um put them in uh, trouble by sort of saying who they are um uh, but the husband um you know i ask him is everybody okay and he goes yeah yeah we lost the house pretty much and the cars are all done and everything like that so um i said well how, how bad do you think this is now bear in mind this is a um this is a first responder right um and he said well there's two morgues and i never knew hawks bay to have two morgues not since they closed napier hospital we used to have a hospital on the hill they closed that in 96 i think it was uh so we've only got hastings hospital now so he said well the two morgues are full and I'm like, what do you mean, t- two morgues? And he said, well, Napier morgue, um, sorry, Hastings morgue was uh, uh, full, uh, and that can hold 20 people. So we actually had to lie the bodies on the ground. And I said, okay, um, so how many does that hold? And he goes, well, they hold 60 with the bodies on the ground. Uh, and so they had to set up another one at the Napier port, and um, and that one's full as well. And I was like, what like are you how many people do you think um how many people do you think in total and he said well i don't know but maybe 500 to a thousand and he just he looked like dead in the eye like just so matter of fact and i i was like oh my god and uh yeah so so i was just kind of yeah taken aback by that um and then later on uh the wife of said person, um, I was just having a phone conversation with her and uh, and she just sort of said it as this throwaway comment. I was saying, hey, look, I've got some people in the freedom movement that want to donate some supplies and things like that. And she just uh, jokingly said, well, what we really need is body bags. And so <laughs> I was just like, yeah, like these two people, by the way, um, the reason why... I take what they say as true, or at least to be considered, you know, um, is because uh, they they predicted the uh, the lockdown. They told me in uh, um, uh, when was it uh, February of twenty twenty. They said, "Tim, there's going to be a lockdown. Uh, they're going to shut the whole country down in about, uh, and it's going to happen this weekend." And I'm like what do you mean lockdown? Cause you know, that stage, like that wasn't something that we could understand fully because we never had anything like that before. Um, and they said, well, no, it's, it's going to happen this weekend and they're just going to shut the whole country down. And I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, well, it didn't happen that weekend. It happened the weekend after. So when people like this say, this is what's happening and they're just, you know, they're, 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 there's not a doubt on their face at all. And they're not trying to impress, and they're not trying to, you know, they're not they're not doing it for attention or anything like that. It's like they're just telling me, uh, you know, somebody that they know and trust what they know. So, yeah, make of that what you will. But you know, when you start sort of coupling that with all of the other stories as well, um, the official death toll, which was eight, um, eight, uh, just seems a bit hard to believe. It just eight, yeah. I mean, I hope eight, but 
yeah, you know, you start, yeah, you start um, looking at these uh, news reports after they, after they said that everybody was found and everybody um, uh, who died had been accounted for. Then two weeks later, you get a stuff.co.nz article come out saying, oh, a cruise liner has seen a body uh, floating off the coast of Hawke's Bay. Well, how is that if we've found everybody? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... Yeah. It, things don't add up in, in Hawke's Bay. And uh, anybody that really wants to say anything uh, is very scared to. Um, I met up with a friend of mine after he watched a few of my videos, he called me up. He said, um, hey, man, like, something doesn't sit right with me, and I think I have some information for you. And I said, okay, cool, I'll meet up with you. And so I went over to his, uh, to his work, and uh, we waited until his, uh, his workers left, and then he took me upstairs to his office, and he, um, he said, uh, look, I know of two people uh, that have not been added to the official death toll that... Um, uh, that, that, that I know personally. That's just two that I know. Um, and so I asked for the details of that, and I won't bore you with them, but um, one of them was uh, a body that he found uh, in the slash up against a one of the rivers. So um, I said to him, well, what happened there? And he said, well, we, um, we just called the emergency services, and they told us to leave, and then we left. And But, yeah, that was never added to the official death toll because the number never went up. And I said, are you sure it was a body? He said, well, it could have been a blow-up sex doll, but pretty certain it was a body, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think we're, um, I think the early reports, uh, which you can still find in mainstream media, I think uh, that the earlier reports were, um, I think it was uh, Maldi News. I don't know if they've pulled that article yet, but Maldi um, News reported uh, in Estale that uh, people had seen multiple bodies um, floating past when, you know, this big torrent of water was rushing through their uh, uh, their village. Um, but only one person died in Estale. So how can there be multiple reports of bodies uh, seen floating in the water during the floods when only one person died? Doesn't doesn't make sense. So Usually things don't make sense when people are lying because... Um, Let's say theoretically, a lot of these bodies got caused by the uh, things that you were saying before. You know, let's open up this riverbank and flood this town, and and uh, that sort of thing, and a whole bunch of people die as a result of that decision. Who would people ultimately want to hold to account for making those decisions, right? And mm -hmm. so, if there are a whole stack of bodies caused by government decisions then uh, it would behoove them to cover that up. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so so I don't know. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I, w I wish um, that I could continue that investigation, but in all honesty, Vinny, I've just tried to kind of put it out of my mind. But, I mean, I would probably, I would probably say that um, any... Of the, I've taken a look at the names of the official, um, uh, the people on the official death toll, and um, it seems that every single one of those people were found by people, as in like their neighbour or uh, their partner or a family member or a friend or something like that that were found by people. So um, in that situation, you can't cover cover it up.
but I think that the ones that Einstein were retrieved by emergency Future services and things like that. Frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else, tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 
and get them off the rural areas by destroying all their economy and so on and so forth. It's just a coincidence. All right? I'm not saying that they used any number of the 10 various methods of geoengineering in order to pump up the storm. All right? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they deliberately destroyed the rural areas to kill people. Okay? I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is it's incredibly convenient that it just happens to coincide with a plan that's been in place since, like, 1992 uh, called Agenda 21. All right. But anyway, my very special guest, uh, Tim Baker. Tim, welcome back. Now, what were you saying before we uh, got off the break there? Um, oh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought now. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, there's just um, there were a lot of things that didn't add up when I went down there. Um, uh, look, I'm not saying that there are this many people that died or whatever. I'm just repeating what people told me. So, um, you know, the two people that um, that told me this, what I'm saying uh, to you, um, you know, they work in uh, emergency services. So they're, uh, they would have been there lifting people off of um, or helping find and locate and lift people off of rooftops uh, that managed to get to higher ground quick enough Um and I think during that time, uh, there would have been a lot of people that didn't make it. So, um, you know, anybody that's, uh, uh, that was looking for bodies afterwards, uh, and there were photos of, you know, uh, boats and stuff scouring the, um, uh, the river mouths and things like that um, uh, long afterwards. Um, and even, even now, um, bigger drivers are being told to, when they dig through the silt, you know, be careful, check the, check the bodies. But... Why are we doing that if everybody's been accounted for? Doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah, I, I really don't know why or how um, they're, uh, you know, the, the, how there uh, are so many people um, uh, that were lost where there are people not speaking out. But I think that any opportunity that uh, that the government had to, um, you know, to hush hush uh, any of these. Uh, um, uh, any of the collateral damage from the floods, um, I think that they took that opportunity to. And uh, you know, on the on the official death toll, which uh, stands at only eight for Hawke's Bay, um, every single one of those people um, were found by somebody that they know. So there was, um, uh, you know, a woman that was found by her neighbour in her attic. Um, uh, and there was there's many accounts and some of them are really tragic so I won't I won't repeat them but um, not one of them were found or recovered by uh, emergency services or the army that was uh, sent there a few days later so uh, if you have people that found somebody you can't shut them up so I think that's why they they may have done things like that um, it was also. Uh, at the start of the picking season in Hawke's Bay, and there were thousands of RSC workers there living in cat-set accommodations in the back of these places that were suddenly flooded at four, five, six o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, um, all of the stories that I heard of these people that were being chopped off of rooftops, well, if you're living in a kit-set caravan uh, and flood water suddenly comes raging in, um, even if you are fast enough to get up onto the roof, I don't think that's going to be high enough to save you. So, um, you know, if a lot of people from uh, from places like 
uh, Tonga, Vanuatu, um, uh, were lost in the floods, uh, people that were over here on as part of the REC scheme, a scheme which has been criticised by the um, uh, Human Rights Commission as having atrocious uh, conditions, akin to slave labour. Um, and that report came out in, uh, I think it was December of 2022. Um, so only a few months later now, oh, we've just suddenly lost a whole bunch of them as well. Um, you know, there, there is a reason to, I think, um, play down or cover up uh, any of any of those deaths as well, because um, if the RSC scheme gets affected, um, that will affect agriculture, and agriculture is our largest um, largest G- GDP producer, um, higher than forestry, which can also have, you know, there are liability claims for that as well because of the slash, which, um, you know, uh, caused caused the flooding by uh, blocking up all those um, uh, bridges and things like that. So, um, you know, if um, uh, if I think that if there were, um, you know, more people, um, then it probably was the ones that they could cover up. Um, and interestingly, um, I think it was maybe... 15th, it was about the 21st, um, on the mainstream news, I was sat there, I never really watch it, but I was sat there watching it with my uh, parents, because I was staying with them uh, when I was down there, and um, the Fijian military sent a Hercules uh, airplane over uh, on what they called a recovery mission, and um, why <laughs> Why would they do that, you know, Fiji was actually affected by um, uh, by the same cyclone. So they had all of their damage of their own to worry about. So why are they sending a Hercules over to New Zealand on a recovery mission? Recovering what? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's um, we get little tidbits of stuff, but um, yeah, I just yeah, I don't I don't understand that. So I don't I don't really have all the answers, Vinny, but um, you know, I'm I'm just uh, I guess a piece of the puzzle, and and I really would like to um, uh, investigate this further um indeed well we have a break coming now so uh it's a perfect time uh, ladies and gentlemen to take a slash we'll be right back after the break at the vinnieeastwoodshow.com is it too soon for jokes like that i hope so all right <laughs> we'll be right back we'll be right back are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, Independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Extendivite. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S. I was so disappointed with the coffee so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Extendivite. A seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that's all about blue waters and turtle doves. It's the Vinnie Eastwood Show. Anyway, we're talking to uh, our good friend uh, Tim Baker about what happened down in Gazette with the uh, destruction of, well, half of the food bowl area region of New Zealand. Really? I mean, that's quite significant. I'm, I'm just kind of thinking... There's going to be a lot of on-flow effects from this. I mean, you can't you can't just destroy an area like that and not have long-standing consequences. I mean, how long does it take to grow a fruit tree anyway? Three years, I think. Vines are different. Um, yeah, it takes a little while, doesn't it? A lot of work, mm. a lot of lot of a uh, lot of outlay, a lot of investment. And uh, if the soil's ruined, um, you know you can't uh, cultivate any any plants on on the soil for for a while. So I don't know how long before things will be back to normal. Yep, yeah, all that's up. Like uh, 
what was it? The uh, the Romans, they used to salt the fields of their enemies so that they couldn't grow any food, right? And now that's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sad, sad, sad situation, really. Yeah. Um, but luckily, um, did you see the video that was floating around um, with the WEF? Poor choice logo? of words there, but... Well, yeah, true. Um, yeah, uh, hey, speaking of poor choice of words, we'll get to this video in a second. What did the Gisborne residents say when they were hit by a wall of water? Oh, God, this is going to be awful. What? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew it was too soon. I'm just a bad person. I can't, I can't freaking excuse it. I, I just can't. You need Jesus. <laughs> that's why they gave me the gig alright so sorry there was a video floating around um, yeah a, um, a video floating around it's still on the WEF website um, but uh, there were uh, three or four um, places in the world that were sort of in the in the crosshairs um, featured in this three four five minute long video and one of them was Hawke's Bay um, and uh, it didn't say too much uh, other than uh Due to rising, it, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Like, I mean, all my blimmin' family are there, and they said due to rising sea levels, um, you know, this place is uh, is under threat. Therefore, we have to relocate all these people. So, what the hell's that all about? Like, what? I, do, I firstly, I don't, I don't, I have never noticed any rising sea levels. If you go down to Marine Parade, the sea's pretty much at the same spot. It has been. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that came out a um, uh, month maybe after the floods, or maybe it was made before the floods, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I came across it after the floods. Um, so, yeah, they're talking about uh, a multi, multi-billion dollar relocation um uh, uh, fund that uh, you know to 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 help the people of Hawkes Bay, um, which is really generous of them, you know. But um, yeah, so so I don't know. It's it's just yeah, it's, it stinks. It kind of smells a bit. Nothing really, nothing really adds up about any of this really. Um, so I think that um, the only responsible thing to do uh, would not be to do what stuff did and simply slap. Uh, the whole thing with a disinformation sticker um, and start asking questions. Um, and God, if, you have, if you've got the um, resources and the fortitude to do so, then, uh, you know, do some investigating. Um, you know, if, uh, if I could, um, I pr- probably would uh, go and start asking questions in places like Vanuatu and, uh, uh, and, 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 and Tonga and the places that these uh, REC workers came from. Because, um, yeah, it was the... It was the height of. It was just before picking season, so we were we were plush with REC workers at the time, and uh, and I've looked into it, and I think the majority of them came from Vanuatu. So um, pop over there, start asking questions, you know, and uh, see if anything's amiss there as well. Um, but you know, um, I honestly the, the time and the resources, um, even just get, doing the two trips to Hawke's Bay just wiped me out like completely. I. Um, I think I think I came back with a fair bit of PTSD, um, not just from you know witnessing all of the carnage and um, you know the um, the emotions uh, flying with my family and things like that, um, but of course the bombardment of hatred that I got um, for 
um, doing doing these videos. Um, you know, uh, there was almost immediately just people coming in and private messaging me and commenting on all my videos, uh, calling me a liar, calling me, uh, uh, you know, hoping that I die. Uh, one one person was uh, uh, threatening to um, uh, uh, do something with um, with my organization that I run. Uh, sabotaging one of the uh, agreements that we have that allows us to uh, do free counselling, um, and and he just said, just retract what you said, and I'm like, well, no, because that's that's what was said to me, and that's what the truth is. So I will never, ever, <laughs> um, uh, not say that that didn't happen because that did, and um, and he was quite he was quite prepared to uh, to ruin. Uh, to ruin this initiative that gives free counselling to people, and um, yeah, just the level of narcissism, I can't quite understand it. You know, it's like you will do as I say, you will bow to my will. I am going to try to change the way that you like do like the arrogance of some people that like they try to think that they can bend, uh, you know, the the fabric of reality just because they they say so and issuing threats and things like that so it was all of that as well um so yeah a lot of ptsd um from all of that um but nothing i uh, you know compared to the people that uh went through it and are still picking up the pieces and trying to rebuild their lives well traumatized people uh traumatize other people right and this is the uh, other thing about it is uh, i'm a very traumatized person it's been very very difficult for my partner rebecca to deal with some of the, the things that i do and say you know that kind of thing because I'm, I'm just messed up and i th think that it's basically like an outline so like a ripple effect as, as you've got a traumatized person in the center and all the people around them that are interconnected with them in some way uh will get their own kind of trauma as if it sort of like filters down the chain and so, you know, you're talking about massive effects on society that happen when you've got this many people being this damaged in this short a period of time. On-flow effects, on-flow effects, as I'm saying. Um, speaking of on-flow, uh, we actually do have a caller. I believe uh, we have Lynn in Maryland. Lynn, are you there? I am. Thank you, Vinny, so much. I really appreciate your program. Um, and as I've been listening, and I'm, I'm sorry for... You know, all the trauma everybody's going through and the devastation, you know, and when you were talking about, like, weather modification, um, you know, solar radiation management, you know, right. But go out and buy your solar, you know, solar panel, you know, while we dim the sun. Um, but, you know, when I, you think about it, I mean, in the United States, the whole West Coast, all of California, big state, right? Um, but then all along the Southwest, from Florida on over, heat dome, heat dome. China, heat wave. You know, everybody's having a heat wave all at one time. I remember in 2014, 2016, I have a colored map I printed off. I've been on the Internet since 2017. But there were 20 heart facilities around the world. Now, remember, the one in Alaska, oh, no, we don't use that anymore. No, no. But the dumb scientist actually is on the recording going, oh, we didn't know it would go past the ionosphere. I'm like, what kind of dumb person is this? Well, that's I because of, uh, they came from the moronosphere. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, a PhD, yeah, yeah, scientist. Okay, but 
The thing with sea level rise, and if you think about climate change, remember the Gulf oil spill in 2010, you know, first they stuck the toys in the hole, didn't work. Okay, this man, Matt Simmons, who is one of the elite, but what we have to forget about the World Economic Forum, don't get into the left-right paradigm. Because what I can promise you, I would bet my life on it, because I hear Christians constantly point fingers about this, but they send their folks to the World Economic Forum. You know, they're, they're just into it up to their eyeballs, too. They just want to create finger-pointing havoc to create division between all of us. They're part of the problem. But Matt Simmons warned not to use Corexit. And he'd already talked, I think, to seven Senator Stevens. They were going to have a press conference. And there used to be a couple radio interviews you could find online he had already done. But they were going to have a press conference on this Monday to publicly say, do not use Corexit, which is a VOC that takes the water, takes the color out of oil, and then breaks it up into tiny little gobules so you can't really see it. The sheen's still there. But what he said was, it's going to travel around Key West and then travel up the East Coast. And when it gets up to the Arctic, it would only take a f- the smallest fraction of a degree of sea level rise to create catastrophic problems around the world. Now, this guy was filthy, stinking rich. He was one of the elite. I don't remember the name of his company, but he had companies in Saudi Arabia like, you know, and here, and it's an investment banker and into oil, things like that. Senator Stevens died in a plane crash on Saturday. He died in a hot tub of a heart attack on Sunday. Okay, the guy was healthy. He was fine. Um, And what has happened in the past 10 years? Sea level rise, just like he said. And, 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 of course, then that's going to affect the climate. We all learn that little cycle thing, you know, about vapor and all that and rain in grade school. So you can probably find the information. But from what I understand, they also have built more heart facilities around the world. There is no way we could have worldwide weather effects like this without somebody, and I mean a lot of somebody's, knowing what the hell's going on. Well, I think uh, there's there's something to be said for that as well, because uh, I believe that they, the goal is control of global weather, like in real time sort of thing. Um, and I don't know uh, how good they are at it. In the last year, I think it has not rained for maybe 14 days in Auckland where I'm living. 14 days of sun out of the last 365. It's been absolutely, unbelievably so frustrating. But then wasn't what happened there after after it there'd been fires just like happens in california then there'd be devastating rain so then what do you have mudslides because there's Mm. nothing holding all of that dirt back you burnt down all the damn trees yeah you know i mean uh, we have all the stuff coming down from canada i mean this is not good but we can't be stupid and you're right about you know despair like fear it's can you know but we do have jesus and that's probably the only place we can put our hope that and open our mouths 
And there's no reason people don't know this is going on. One of the best things folks do is say, you won't hear this anywhere else. And it's like, what, 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 how is it that you all don't know this stuff? I don't watch TV. I listen to the radio. I know what's going on. I read the paper. Now, I don't believe everything I hear and everything I read, but I know how to discern. And stuff is going on. And we do need to be discerning, and we also need to speak up when we see it say something because enough people say something you know it may take somebody hearing 20 people say it but the, somebody go wait a minute wait a minute there may there's something maybe going on here because everybody's too enthralled with their devices and phones anyway they don't get a news flash or an alert on their phone they're not going to know what's going on yep that's right lynn i'd like to thank you so much for your thank call you. and, the, uh, and the big knowledge dump that you've given us here has been awesome Thank you very much. I hope you can find some information about Matt Simmons because it would be a shame for him to die in vain. Well, one can only hope. All right, thank price. you so he, much, he, Lynn, he, for your time. He gave it all away to try to get the word out. Matt Simmons, eh? All right, I'll remember that one. Thank you so much for your time, Well, Lynn. and thank you, and thank you for your dedication and taking the time for your program because you do a wonderful job, Finney. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you, right. And Sam. Cheers. Bye. All right, all right, Tim. So yeah, this uh, this whole global weather phenomenon is a, uh, a big deal kind of thing, and they've been uh, doing geoengineering conferences and, and what have. So you know, whenever weather events happen, you know somebody's always like, "Oh my God, it was up! Oh my God, it was a chemtrail!" or <laughs> something like that. You know? Yeah. Well, um, uh, I know about uh, geoengineering and the cloud seeding and thing uh, that. You know, that's on Oxford University's website. So that, um, you know, I try, I try not to delve into the into, into the realm of, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what, what people would term conspiracy, um, you know. Um, but I, I know for a fact that, uh, that we've got cloud seeding, which, uh, you know, is the spraying of aluminum and barium from, from aeroplanes. Um, uh, and that was always happening in... Uh, in in the UK when I was there, it's like every single day. There's no there's no blue skies in in uh, the UK anymore because they're just flying over constantly, like blowing this um, uh, this vapor out of out of planes to uh, uh, to dim the sunlight and to prevent global warming. Um, so that's a thing. Um, and and another interesting thing um, is that uh, you know all of this all these floods and stuff they were they were predicted by a chappie. Um, what's his name? Do you know the one I'm Robert talking Deutsch? about? That's the guy. And you had him on the show. So he Didn't literally do. said, like, yeah, you know, um, in his in his wonderful eccentric way, he's like, you know, bam, 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 these areas here, you know, you've got to get the higher ground. There's going to be like half a meter of rainfall. And he was right. It was actually 70 centimeters worth in some of the, uh, some of the places that recorded uh, rainfall uh, up uh, from Pukitapu. And uh, and he told like that was one two days before. What where was the where was the weatherman? Where was the one news or the three news weatherman? You know, hey everybody, you know flood warnings. Uh, get the high ground. You know this is going to happen. How was he able to do it? Uh, and he's over the other side of the world. Um, well, so you know, it's and, and he mentions you know? uh, yeah he, he mentions a lot of uh, what he calls chem bombing. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know too much about it, you know. Um, but, yeah, it is really interesting that he was bang on point. 
um, about these things. Um, and, you know, most people would call them a conspiracy theorist. So, yeah, yeah. what are you going to make of that? Well, you know, they say the difference between a conspiracy theory and breaking news is about six months. Yeah, right? so it's, just a little early. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We're like pre-informulators uh, or something like that. We blow our loads too early. By the time, the, <laughs> by the time it comes around to when we actually need to be taken seriously, we've, we've already been taken out of the game. It's uh, it, it's it's a little unfortunate, um, and. When we're talking about, though, uh, global weather events, right? You know how everybody just talks about the weather, but nobody ever does anything about it, right? And, uh, of course, they are doing things, and it's official, and it's, it's not a conspiracy theory, but my, my, my opinion on the word conspiracy theory is basically that it was created by the Central Intelligence Agency after JFK was assassinated when they sent out a memo to all of their Operation Mockingbird talking heads in the media to call anybody who said that they didn't believe in magic bullets was a conspiracy theorist. Magic killed the president! You I don't believe it? You're a conspiracy theorist! You're a conspiracy theorist! It was magic! It was magic! Okay? <laughs> And you're like, okay, well, anytime you hear that term now, it's basically a pejorative, all right? So uh, reworking the definition a little bit. A conspiracy theorist, in my opinion, is somebody who believes, absolutely believes, and can't be convinced otherwise, that there's powerful people who have a lot of influence, who use their power to maintain and grow their influence. All right? It's, it's not terribly illogical, but Sounds on the other end reasonable. of the... But on the other end of the spectrum from the the uh, conspiracy theorist is the coincidence theorist, all right? Mm -hmm. Somebody who believes that all things happen by sheer coincidence. There's no such thing as lies, backroom deals, or subterfuge. And at some point in the middle of the 20th century, all the uh, most powerful elite and uh, uh, technocratic and, and scumbaggery individuals with all the money and power in the world got together and said to themselves and to each other, you know... I I think we've got enough money and power. You know, I like we 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 don't need any more. <laughs> let's just let's just let humanity be free. You know, the, I mean, the coincidence theorists are clinically insane. All right, because they've been indoctrinated into a, like atheism. Yeah, they've been indoctrinated into sort of like a uh, a, a religion, uh, more or less. Yeah, it sounds uh, like atheism. Like everything's just happens just coincidence yeah just yeah. by chance there's no yeah divine intervention here yeah i threw the raw resources for a computer up in the air a couple of hundred times and it magically reassembled itself into a working computer you know it's just yeah Perfectly and plausible. people people just have no freaking uh concept okay this this reality is designed all right it's designed in a perfect loop so that whenever you get out of the design or start to see it, it starts to feed back into itself and you're back at the start again, all right, like a toroidal formation. And uh, only an intelligent creator could do something like that because these are basic principles of the universe, the things that can't be broken, you know. It's like, can your car tire have a, a knife stabbed in it without uh, the air rushing out? It's like, no, it can't. Okay, there's a rule for that. And somebody made all these rules... Like a computer game, you have to control the gravity, how far can your character jump, and so on and so forth, you know? And now scientists are saying that 
reality is very similar to a computer game in this regard. Mm. We've got rules. Some can be bent, others can be broken, just like in the Matrix. But at the end of the day, we're still stuck here in this permanent reality. And all you can do is all you can do. You know, everybody's got different skills and subsets and traits and uh, things of that nature that overall, they might not think of themselves as very important. But overall, when you balance out the ripple effect of how many people you've talked to, how many people you've helped over your life and stuff like that, you can actually be uh, quite a significant person and, and be relatively humble and be somebody that nobody even knows anything about. And that's all right. Well, I'm glad because that sums me up pretty perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the effect that you have, the trail you leave behind. The, sometimes the trail ahead of you seems pretty bleak. But uh, if you've been doing good for your life and trying to help people and trying to do the right thing, that trail well, will unfold and you well, will yeah, be okay. I mean, if I if I could um, confess my sins, my my one regret of uh, uh, going down to Hawkes Bay was um, that I I think um, when I did those videos, um, some sadistic person took one of those videos and shared it uh, to a group uh, where there were people looking for missing loved ones, and I don't know who the hell would do that, um, but of course everybody had to go at me because I was making the videos. So um, that's that's my one regret is that. You know, I might have scared some people um, that were still waiting to hear from loved ones. So I'm sorry about that. Um, but, you know, I was just reporting on an emerging situation uh, as it was happening. So sorry, yeah. guys, for that. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But things like that you need to take responsibility for, you know, if you get somebody's name wrong or, or uh, if you say something that's, uh, it turns out is not true, or it might've freaked people out because it is true, you know, that sort of thing. You know, you do have to take other people's feelings into account, but it doesn't mean you have to retract your statement if it happens to be a fact. All right. People can feel whatever they want. If it's a fact, the fact doesn't care how you feel about Thank you so much for your time today, and we'll see you again next time, ladies and gentlemen, at the Vinny Eastwood Show.com. Come and Thanks, Cheers, bro. Thank you so much for your time. And come and check us out, ladies and gentlemen, at the Vinny Eastwood Show.com. Please make a donation if you can. Check out the music, check out our sponsors, Holden Healthcare, reopen.nz. Uh, Sign the petition to free uh, Billy and Vinny and watch the day democracy died. Little uh, documentary there as well. And please come and see us at Corp on the 31st of July. So we hopefully don't go to jail for three months, ladies and gentlemen. So. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. 
hemppaste.com slash rbn. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.